Welcome back to Angel Energy. If you can't tell already by the title, this is going to be a revisit episode. We're going back to the episode of this podcast that probably feels the most purposeful for me and a big reason why I created this podcast and this community and this outlet to express my inner thoughts and that is getting through loss. Now, the reason I wanted to do a revisit was because I've had some new revelations in this area that I wanted to share and I also feel that because this weekend is Casey's birthday it would be a good time to go back to this episode. So let's get into this revisit first and then I'll have some new comments at the end. Enjoy. Today I have another solo episode for you and this one is going to be a little bit of a heavy one. Obviously, you can see in the title, uh, this is going to be about getting through loss. And I'm going to talk about it from my perspective and my personal experience with as much context um, as I can. And I also want to make sure that it's known that every single person has a different experience. The reason I'm making this podcast episode about this is because I feel like I've done a relatively good job getting through some really difficult things in my life and not allowing it to completely destroy me the way that it could possibly to anybody. I'm going to share what has helped me um, and the perspective that I have in the hopes that this could help somebody. If you're listening to this and it doesn't help you at all, totally fine. Um, It is not for everybody. Everybody you know, takes things differently. Every loss is different depending on who you are, what your life experiences are up to that point, your relationship to the person you've lost and how you went through it, the support you had while you were going through it. And basically, I don't want someone listening to this or anyone listening to this to think this is like the guidebook and this is the only answer. Um, Ultimately, this is meant to help you if it does help you and if it doesn't help you, that's okay. So I guess let's get into it. So backstory, if you don't know and you didn't listen to the first episode or follow Casey's Angels on social media or you don't know me, um, my sister passed away about five years ago from cancer. I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who is now five years removed from the moment. I had written a blog post, actually. I used to write on an actual blog, a website, Back in like 2018, 2019, a lot of it still stands true, but there's a lot that I've also learned since then. I wrote that post before I stepped into therapy, and anyone who's ever been to therapy, you know that you just discover so much that you didn't even know was related to that traumatic thing that happened to you and how it manifests in different areas of your life, so I've learned a lot through that. Um, It was also pre-pandemic, and the pandemic pulled a lot of shit out of all of us. So basically in that post, I talked about the moment that I first got the phone call that my sister was dying. Your life changes after a phone call like that, that your sister, you know, is coming home from the hospital. They say there's nothing that they can do, and she's going to be going into, like, hospice care essentially at home. 
my sister had dealt with cancer her entire life practically. So she's three or, she was three years younger than me. And when she was in kindergarten was when we found out that she had this brain tumor. So she went through multiple brain surgeries, multiple rounds of chemotherapy through her 20 years of life. So I guess 15 years. She was about five when um, she was f- the first tumor was found. And I think it's a weird perspective because if she was five, I was eight, say, when I first you know found out that she was very sick. You learn about death way too young than you ever really should. I think going through the loss was kind of, you know, built up knowing that one day it could happen. And I always had this fear about what would happen if she did die and what would happen to my family and what would happen to the people around me and would everyone just completely break apart. It was a weird coincidence that the timing of everything that happened in my life led me to be in this point that I was at in my faith journey at the time that she died. Because growing up, I was, you know, baptized Catholic, confirmed Catholic, went to Catholic school all the way until high school. And I just remember never really feeling connected. It was always a box that you'd check off, going to church and getting confirmed. And I wouldn't say that I ever had a period of time where I I didn't believe in God. I always believed in God through it. But I definitely didn't live my faith. I would say that when my sister started to, her health started to take a toll, it really was about a six-month period before she died that things started to take a turn. I was also kind of out of nowhere developing this renewed sense of faith. I hadn't been to church in years because I would go to church and felt like nothing really resonated with me. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand how people, especially like in the South, you would hear, you know, athletes down South always say, I'm, you know, I'm in sports broadcasting, so I pay attention to this stuff. But I would always hear, you know, athletes say like, all glory to God. And a lot of them being from like the South, the Bible Belt, whatever you want to call it. And I even had cousins in the South that were much more faithful and connected to their faith than I felt like I was. Um, And I didn't really get it until all of a sudden one day everything changed. And this was right around the time that I started pursuing my career in sports broadcasting. And I think it was because I was having all of these like manifestation moments where it was like things that I was, I had thought about five years earlier that I didn't think had any meaning were starting to like manifest into my life. So for example, this is just a weird example, but I remember sophomore year of college when I was at UConn, I was looking up USC grad programs with no intention of going to grad school. Like I had no idea what I wanted to go to grad school for, but I just knew I wanted to go to USC. Like it felt just like I was supposed to go to USC and that was where I was supposed to go. And, you know, four years later when I am rethinking my career and I had kind of had this, you know, in the back of my mind push towards sports broadcasting, wanting to try it out. USC was one of the best schools for it. And I had gotten in and I was going to be going to USC. And so little things like that were happening where it was like, this can't be a coincidence. Like, it's just too weird. I I started to believe a lot in like everything happens for a reason and what's meant to be will be. 
And it's hard to explain how I then related that to my sister being in a really bad position where, you know, she was probably, you know, taking a turn the worst that she'd been in her whole life that I can remember. When I had applied and agreed to go to USC, she was normal. She was in college. She was healthy as as healthy as you can be, you know. I've had times where I've thought back and been like, should I have gone? Should I have stayed to help? Should I have been home? And I think, again, everything happens for a reason. And it was it was for a reason that I went. I, you know, I learned a lot and I grew a lot as a person when I went to California. And I think that growth allowed me to be the person I needed to be for my family going through this. It was hard for me to like be able to think, oh, everything happens for a reason and this is God's plan for you know my sister to die at 20 years old and for her to suffer from cancer and all these things and go through this horrible you know, disease. But you know, when you learn more about faith, this is a fractured world that we live in. It's the only thing that helps me make any sort of sense out of it, right? Because if you just look at the facts of like, why did this innocent girl have this disease? Why did she have to have cancer? Why did she die? She had her whole life ahead of her. She was a good person. If you think of it that way, you are never going to win. It's only going to make you negative and it's only going to make you bitter and hate the world. To be cynical and blame God and not understand, what is that really doing for you? Really ask yourself that. Think about it. Really think about it. What is that doing for you? You just have to kind of trust that we don't have the whole picture down here and that she's in a place that's much better. And I remember having this conversation with my dad because my dad is a man of faith, but I think this really tested him. I was kind of framing it to him in the way that like, we don't see the full picture here. We see what we see on earth. And this isn't it. If we really believe, if we really have this faith, um, this is not end game for us. The way that I like to think about it is that she's in this place that's so much better than here. Looking at us and saying, why would I want to be there? You know, um, why would I want to be down there? I want to be here because this is paradise. What I'm trying to say is you can believe that, you know, God's bad and why did he do this? You're never going to get an answer to that question. So why not flip it and look at the positive of, I know this sucks that we have to live without her, but God knows what he's doing. And there is, we don't even have the full story. Something is so much better than this that's out there. Either way, you're putting your your belief and your faith into something that you can't see, that you won't know for sure. So why not put that faith and belief in the story that's good in the story that allows you to live in peace and then move forward. This person wants you to live your life to the fullest. We're grieving the fact that they didn't get to do that. So the best thing you can do to honor them is to live your life to the max. You have this gift of life that this person didn't get anymore, didn't, you know, get to live to the fullest, utilize it. You're still here for a reason on the same coin of, you know, God's plan. God woke you up this morning because you still have a purpose to fulfill. I think I was the one who kind of like held everyone together during that time. 
naturally my parents were not in a good place. And sometimes I think I held it together a little too much. Um, And that's one of the things that I think I've learned over time is that, you know, they talk about the stages of grief. Let me pull that up. Depression, anger, bargaining, denial, acceptance. You know, people talk about those stages and that it's supposed to be linear. You go from depression to anger to bargaining to denial to acceptance. And I don't necessarily, from my own experience, think that that's true. I think you can bounce around. And I also think that you can experience some and not the others. I think I got to acceptance quickly and maybe went backwards a little bit. I think part of that for the reason is because I had had to accept this so long ago that it was a possibility that when it happened, it was kind of like needing to accept it because I had already kind of gone through the misunderstanding, the anger, the the feelings of like, why does this, why is this happening? Honestly, I had a lot of guilt at first for feeling the way that I did. I mean, I was like, we're going to throw her the best party. I mean, I had like good music on and like not the stupid elevator music in the wake. Like, you know, this is my last chance to throw this bitch a party. It's going to be a party. And I think that was part of the way I coped because somebody had to be the one that carried hope through all of this. We couldn't all just be in despair at once. So um, I kind of, I guess, took on that responsibility of being the stable one and the one who is going to figure it out. Everyone copes with different situations differently. You're kind of in this survival mode at that time. So don't judge yourself. Just allow yourself to do what feels right at the time, what makes you, you know, feel good. I went for a workout and I was like, she's probably up there in heaven laughing at me because I haven't worked out in two weeks and I am sucking wind on this treadmill. I think leaning on the the family members and friends that were all around, you know, from the time that she died to the wake to the funeral, we had amazing family friends, family members. And then when I was home for Christmas, it was, you know, everyone's still around, a lot of support. And I think what's so sad about all that is like, it takes something so horrible to bring everyone together like that. And it really was amazing to have all these people that I loved in one place. It's just sad that it had to be under those circumstances. But you never forget the people that come through and support you. And I think leaning on those people and leaning on the positives of having those kinds of people that are there and show up for you. And when everything is so negative, find those positives. The positives of having all those amazing friends and family members that are there to support Look for signs. If you get a sign, you'll know it. It's so obvious if they want you to see it and you're open to seeing it, truly open because you truly have that faith and you believe it. And going back to like the negative energy, flip it, put it into something positive. One of my first thoughts was, you know, at the time I'm starting my career in sports broadcasting and it's a very public facing profession. And my first thought was I'm going to have a foundation one day that supports, you know, she wanted to, my sister wanted to be a child life specialist, which they are not nurses, but they're essentially similar to social workers in a hospital um, who come and help the families and kids going through serious illnesses and treatments to 
whether it be figure out their school schooling and homework and stuff like that, or just like doing different activities, playing games, um, just kind of there as emotional support and to kind of facilitate whatever the family really needs at the time. And that's what she wanted to do. Um, so to support people like that was one of the the biggest things that I wanted to do because it helped continue her um, mission even after she's gone. But let's get back to therapy because I think this is a big one. So after it happened, I was I felt like I was so good and it was almost weird. And now that I look back, I can remember moments where I was definitely in a hole where I just didn't have the motivation to like get up and go in the morning, but I would still do it. And I had always struggled with some form of like anxiety and moderate depression when I was in high school prior to all of this. So I wasn't necessarily surprised that I was having mental health struggles, but it wasn't anything extremely um, debilitating at the time. So I would always just kind of push through, get myself up, get myself going until something kind of turned my mood around that day. And I was so driven in this career and I was so excited about it. And I really felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. And I was in a city that I loved and I really felt like I was where I was meant to be. So that made it easier And I was so focused on this goal. I was looking, you know, I went back the next semester. I was interning. I was in school. I was um, looking for jobs. I had friends come visit me. It was very go, go, go. I went home for a month, got to catch up with all my friends from back home after I graduated, and then immediately got a job. This was summer 2019. I moved to California again to Palm Springs. Still wasn't in therapy yet. Then COVID hit. And everything came to the surface because from the moment my sister really got sick, I had been go, 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 go. I was always busy. I had a million things going on. I was here, there, and everywhere doing homework assignments and my job and pursuing this career that I was going into and also having a social life and meeting new friends and exploring new places. And then COVID hit and everyone went to a screeching halt. And I was in a city that I had just gotten to. I had only been there for seven months. I had to move because I had some roommate troubles. It's a different story for a different day. So I was living March 2020. I moved into an apartment, a one-bedroom by myself. So I'm living alone for the first time in my life. Like alone, alone, without a roommate. COVID hits. And... Everything came bubbling to the surface. The anxiety, the fears of something bad happening to someone else that I loved, my mom, my dad, you know, anybody, my friends, my brother, especially because we were just hearing bad news after bad news after bad news during COVID. That was when I decided it was time to go to therapy. And I think therapy is such a huge tool, whether you've gone through something traumatic, especially if you've gone through something traumatic like this, but for anyone really. And I think one of the biggest things I learned through going to therapy was that I was allowing this um, loss to manifest in other areas of my life. So whether that was like romantic relationships, being afraid to lose people, whether that be, you know, 
something happening to someone that I loved or even just like for relationships to end and lose people in your life. And so I took things a lot harder than really I should have because of just like triggering that feeling of loss again and being so close to someone then having them gone. So in a lot of ways, I've avoided certain romantic relationships because I have felt like, oh, well, if this isn't going to work out, then I don't want to get close to someone. I'd rather not get close to someone. And I think it's even put a guard up in terms of my friendships and meeting new people and making new friends. Just really letting anyone get close to me because I was afraid if I let people get close, I could potentially lose them. And with the people close to me, I became very paranoid that something bad was going to happen to them because of, you know, the lack of control that I had over the situation with my sister. And it's also pushed me into, you know, being obsessed about control over other parts of my life. Had I not gone to therapy and had I not discovered these things, I would be self-sabotaging every part of my life where at least now I'm self-aware and it's a constant practice because when your natural inkling is to like obsess and control and fear and go you really have to work on being positive and work on flipping your mindset and work on being more relaxed and letting things flow and letting things go the way they're supposed to be I didn't even realize what I was doing to myself and the ways that I was holding myself back and the ways that I was really making myself miserable. And so I'm so grateful for therapy. I will say, obviously, the privilege of, you know, being able to go to therapy because I know it's not cheap. I've gone to multiple therapists and it took me, you know, a second to find one that I really clicked with and that I felt comfortable with. Um, And that has the type of experience that I was looking for. But I think it's worth it to keep trying, ask your friends for recommendations, family members, you know, people you know for like word of mouth recommendations, look up on, you know, these sites like ZocDoc, health grades, whatever, look at the reviews, try to find someone that you feel like has good feedback, has the type of experience that you're looking for. Um, and it can be a little bit of trial and error, but Once you find a good one and you start building that relationship, it will be worth it. Life is about relationships. Life is about love and loss. Life is about having people that you love so deeply that when you lose them, it hurts. And I think I have put up so many walls and not allowed people in. And I'm trying to work on that. But we're working on this together, whoever's listening to this. I am not perfect. Um, But I do think in a lot of ways, I've been able to navigate a really tough situation in a successful way that's allowed me to keep moving forward and not completely fall apart. Um, So I hope some of these tips were helpful. Follow me on Instagram. All the information is going to be in the description for this episode. DM me. Uh, with your questions, with any comments, any other topics that you'd want me to cover in terms of this because she is the inspiration behind this podcast, behind this community, digital community. And I felt like this was an episode that I needed to do because essentially me starting this digital community is part of me moving forward with my life and part of me trying to honor this person that I've lost. 
So I hope that this can inspire you to do the same. Like I said in the beginning, I really wanted to revisit this episode because I feel like I've had some new thoughts on this topic that I really wanted to share. As you can tell in this episode, faith is something that's really important to me. I've been a Christian my entire life. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, but I would say not until right around when this loss was happening, that's when my faith really took it to another level. That's when I felt like I really started living it and I was connecting what I was learning about faith and about religion to my actual life and having a relationship with God. So with that, I have learned more and more each year through my practice of my faith and reading the Bible and listening to messages and church and all of these different avenues. And I saw something within this past couple of months, and it was from a pastor, and it really resonated with me. So I want to kind of convey the point of this message. So a lot of people will ask, why do bad things happen to good people? And I think everyone's questioned that. My family obviously has questioned that countless times. And it can be really hard and really isolating when you can't find an answer to that question. Although it's important to note that I always knew where to look, and that was to God. So I think it's really important to have that faith and belief. But the message that I heard that really stuck with me that I'm going to share with you now is that when the fall happened, which for if you're not familiar, when Eve ate the forbidden fruit and sin came into the world, which is the story in the Bible... And the message was that it wasn't just humanity that broke, but it was the entire creation. It was in the entire world. We live in a broken world because of the fall. And because of that, that's why we needed Jesus and Jesus saved. But the world is still a broken place, which is why you have to believe for something bigger. And that gave me a lot of peace, which is why I wanted to share this in addition to this episode because I know it was a point that I didn't touch on in the initial recording of this episode. So thank you so much again for joining me on the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure to follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, all the things. You can follow us on social media. All the information is in the description for this episode. It's at Casey's Angels and I will talk to you next week. (music) 